When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Summer breakfast, Monday the 15th of January. Thanks for joining us here on SEN. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers, SEN 1170am here in Sydney as we fill in the chairs for Vossie and Brandy. Jaleesa Apps and Trent Copeland with you. Good morning to everyone else across the SEN network and on the app. Have your say on the open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 and the Edgewater Homes text line as you have been doing all morning, 0457 736 736. Edgewater Homes Mortgage Fund up to $1,500 a month off your home loan for two years. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, guests on the show today, Jaleesa, we're going to have Ryan Harris, SEN tennis expert coming up in a few minutes' time, Brett Phillips. Can't wait to talk Aussie Open. Nick Ashman from Sportsbet. Uh, and we played a little preview a short time ago on Barat Sundarayson sitting down one-on-one with Steve Smith yesterday. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. We've been talking a little big bash last night at Marnica Oval in Canberra as I sit and look out my window, Jaleesa, in Canberra, having stayed here last night. It's raining. It's gloomy. Uh, it's not summer, um, but that's okay. It's also doing that in Sydney. So it's not about Canberra, um, but the Sydney Thunder, they weren't able to do the business last night. The Adelaide Strikers, far too good. Matt Short, 74 not out of 49 balls. And when they threw the ball to Lloyd Pope with two overs remaining last night, he takes three wickets in one over, he said himself he got a little greedy. He bowled four wrong ones out of six balls. But magic for a young player that wasn't even in the squad at the start of the tournament for the Adelaide Strikers. He takes four for 22. And the Thunder, bad news. They sit down the bottom of the table alongside the Melbourne Renegades. It has not been a good season so far. Sean Marsh and Aaron Finch say goodbye to professional cricket. Uh, they'll play their... Uh, sorry, Sean Marsh will play his last match against the Thunder at the Sydney Showgrounds after announcing his retirement. Uh, we obviously said farewell to Aaron Finch, who played his last match as a professional cricketer at Marvel Stadium on Saturday night. We'll talk tennis shortly, Jaleesa, but in the basketball, the Sydney Kings' much-needed win over the New Zealand Breakers, a dominant 105-76 to victory yesterday at Kudos Bank Arena, and they went into the game having lost eight of their past 11 contests. The Brisbane Bullets won their fourth straight game after taking down the Illawarra Hawks, 110-103. to uh, We were just talking football as well, Jaleesa, uh, in the Premier League this morning. 
Tottenham played out a two-all draw. Ange Postacoglu's men against Ma Manchester United. United had the opportunity right at the end uh, to take the three points. With a minute to go in injury time, a header was put just over the bar. So Ange Postacoglu and the Tottenham crew will be happy with a two-all draw there. Uh, both teams struggling a little bit in recent times. Do you watch much EPL, Jaleesa? Yeah, a little bit. I often uh, watch the highlights uh, just because of the time zone that it that it's on or if I can't sleep. But um, I was reading a lot before I came in online about just people saying that uh, Old Trafford just ha didn't, doesn't have, hasn't had the atmosphere lately of, or the, I guess, fear that for other teams yep. is what it's had. So they're in all sorts. Yeah. They are, unfortunately. As a United fan, uh, it's not enjoyable <laughs> watching their struggles at the moment. Uh, but that text line uh, to get us 0457 736 736. We've been talking best and worst Super Bowl halftime performances, uh, which is always an interesting topic. But a few of the texts that have come in in recent times, the Port Macquarie Pearl, what Travis Kelsey's going out with Taylor Swift, who knew? Go the Steelers. Uh, yeah, if you've been living under a rock, you'd still know that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey were dating, I think. Uh, if the Dragons announce Volkman on socials, then surely it's a verbal contract from Andy. That's interesting, Jaleesa. Yeah, it's an interesting one because I don't think, like, if you or I went down there and we randomly started um, training with the Dragons, we'd be under some sort of insurance by, like, just being there. So I don't know if it... But he's not insured as a player because the contract isn't registered. So a bit to play out there, I'd say. A bit to play out. As there is at the Australian Open, we saw day one yesterday. Australian Open update. Thanks to Wilson. Experience the ultimate summer of tennis with Wilson. We have Brett Phillips on the line, SEN tennis expert. Talk us through everything, BP. How good was it yesterday? Yeah, unbelievable, uh, Trent. I think you know they've justified uh, the Sunday start. What about eighty-seven thousand people through the gates day yeah. and night uh, combined? I can tell you, it was absolutely heaving. And but the great part about that precinct is it um, it's so spread out, so you you don't feel like you're all on top of each other. And yeah, brilliant. I mean, we had. Uh, some real drama, didn't we? Certainly with the Aussies. Uh, what a day uh, for them. Uh, involved in some big uh, five-set battles. Unfortunately, they didn't all go our way. And then Novak Djokovic uh, pushed behind 18-year-old you know, qualifier, Primzik of Croatia, who'd won the French Open boys singles last year. Uh, really gave him a stern test in the opening round. So, yeah, there was you know plenty to take in. I mean, the... You know, the heartache of and euphoria between winning and losing. I mean, you see, from an Aussie perspective, Chris O'Connell, who looked like he was, you know, out of that match, show court three, rowdy crowd, um, up against uh, Chile's uh, Christian Garin, who also had a lot of, you know, Chilean support on that crowd, which is always such a theme of the Australian Open. You know, the Aussies get good support. The internationals get, you know, some great support, you know, being the multicultural uh, city that we are. And, yeah, you know, O'Connell found a way, and it's huge for him. I mean, to win a round of the Australian Open when you're pressing to get inside the top 50. So, you know, he really dug in. And then, you know, later in the night, poor old Jason Kubler, who spent nearly five hours uh, out on court, goes down in an absolute heartbreaker to Daniel Galan of uh, Columbia, who had a lot of Colombian support uh, courtside. It was, yeah, a really tough one for Kubs when you've absolutely given it everything. Uh, then the young boy from you know the Sunshine Coast, what a 
what a memory for Dane Sweeney. It's not the last we'll see of him. He gets the wild card and pushes the world number 22 to five sets. So it goes to show world number 22, world number 257. There's not a lot in it, to be totally honest. And, you know, Francisco Sorondolo has got one of the biggest forehands in men's tennis. And that down the stretch of that match is what got him up. And, yeah, the other Aussie, Adam Walton, uh, was you know, put in a pretty respectable performance against Matteo Alnaldi, you know, world number 41. He'll be Alex Demonor if he gets through tonight. His next opponent, and, you know, he was really solid, Walton. That's not the last we'll see of him either. He's cut from the John Millman sort of cloth and, you know, should be aiming for the top 100. So, yeah, it was a big day. Not, not, not quite a soft introduction with all those big five-set matches. Oh, yeah, that Kubler match was just so seesawing. It was an absolute thriller. Everyone's talking about Novak Djokovic. He got pushed and tested by the young kid in the first round. No, he didn't, BP. Like, let, in the fair income department, this is every year, isn't it? Like, uh, he he does this for the first three, four rounds, and then we see the Djokovic that we all know. That's a, that is a fair point. Uh, we were actually discussing that last night. That I mean, no one knows better how to pace themselves through two weeks of Grand Slam tennis. Uh, you don't want to be absolutely, you know, firing on all cylinders, cherry ripe. Round one, you, you build and you build, and then uh, as Djokovic does, you turn the page into the second week, and he goes to another level. It's phenomenal. But look, um, you know the, the young the young talent in the game right now, and. You know, you look at this guy up close last night. I mean, so developed for an 18-year-old, and he's already on the map. You know, having been a junior uh, Grand Slam uh, boys champion, that these guys are hungry now. They're impatient. They want to win. They want to compete. They're not just sort of, um, you know, coming in to, you know, test themselves. They believe they can actually win. But yeah, I mean, Djokovic, um, you know, once, once he lost that second set tiebreaker was always going to restore order. But they played some yeah, long points. And, yeah, I mean, sometimes we speculate, <laughs> does Novak want that sort of match? Does he orchestrate that sort of match to get him into the tournament, give him the feel? I mean, we'll never know the answer to that totally. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good battle on centre court. They got their money's worth, the fans anyway. Yeah, that's for sure, BP. Uh, we've had a text come in from the Brisbane Eel. Does BP feel, even without Kyrgios playing, the crowds were unruly still yesterday, especially between first and second serves? Your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's an issue. Yeah, I think the crowds at the Australian Open have got a little bit out of control, to be totally honest. And I know we had on court three for that O'Connell-Garin match. You know, just the longer it went on and probably people are slipping out and, you know, refilling and coming back in and a little bit more lubricated. And, you know, it was a nice afternoon in Melbourne, uh, Trent. And, you know, they sort of forget um, that they've got to have a little bit of respect for the players. You know, they're the competitors. And it's just really simple tennis etiquette. I mean, you know, shout your lungs out at the end of the point. I mean, the U's and the R's while the point's in progress, that's that's never going to go away. I mean, the, cr- the crowd's riding the emotion of a good rally. Uh, but, you know, when a guy is, um, you know, stepping up to serve or he's in his service motion, for some clowns to be yelling out, I mean, they're just, you know, clearly making it about them and trying to get some airtime. So, you know, it's a, a bit of a joke, really. And then, yeah, it was interesting last night with the Djokovic match, even, uh, you know, some fans in there have got some real hatred towards, uh, you know, Novak and uh, not necessarily, um, you know, supporting the uh, the young Croatian, but they just didn't want to see Djokovic win. And they just sort of go to a... You know, a ridiculous level. But, I mean, it's hard, a hard one to police, isn't it? I mean, fans are fans, and, you know, they've got the right to express themselves. But there is some simple etiquette with um, with tennis, and I feel like that, yeah, it's it's sort of gone out the window the last couple of years. 
Tell us about today, BP. I mean, the exciting thing is we are going to have an Australian now face Novak Djokovic in the second round, but they've got a face off today. Tell tell us all about that. Yes, yeah, so we've got ten Aussies today and a couple of all Aussie matchups. You're right, uh, Alexi Popperin or Mark Polmans will be Novak Djokovic's opponent. So they're second up on uh, John Kane Arena. And look, you got to back in Alexi there. I'm a huge Mark Polmans fan. Uh, he wears the Legionnaires uh, cap and. You know, he's trying to crack the top 100. He's one of the hardest workers, this young guy from Victoria. But, yeah, Popperin's probably another level. So we'll back him in there. And the other uh, Aussie matchup is Alexander Vukic and Jordan Thompson. Uh, interested to see how Tomo comes up. Just that little quad issue in Adelaide. Played what a great tennis in Brisbane and Adelaide to start the year. Uh, so they're both desperate to win a first round. Rinky Hijikata will take on Jan Lennart Struck, a big uh, serving German. And when he's on, he's on. Huge opportunity for Rinky. Omar Jaseka, uh, qualifying, great effort. Uh, tough one today, though, against Shibit Herkatch of Poland, who just plays a big game inside the top 10. Um, you know, Storm Hunter will be out early on Kia Arena. Very winnable match against Sarah Arani, who made in a, what, a French Open final many years ago. James Duckworth will be in action, but the eyes tonight will be on Alex Steenman or up against Milos Radic. Uh, nighttime. Uh, prime time on Rod Laver Arena and hopefully he can tick the first box. Matteo Amaldi, as I said, the Italian is awaiting the winner and I think the Demon's in good enough form to yeah, certainly see off you know, Roundit, who obviously is trying to work into the year and get some continuity and find his game, but yeah, I think Demon or, um, you know, I feel pretty confident about Demon's game right now. BP, I'm interested uh, left field question here. Uh, how often are you doing pronunciation? Because when you look at tennis results, particularly in the first round for the non-initiated mm. tennis fan, it, it seems like it would be a nightmare. You must be doing it till all hours in the morning, waking up in a cold sweat, thinking about what your pronunciation job is tomorrow. Well, if you're on the road next to me, Trent, and you pull up at the lights next to me, uh, people would look in and think, who is this weird bloke talking to himself? Um, that's what I do in the car. <laughs> I just roll these out on the way to work. And... Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of them, you know, there's a familiarity about them. Um, and clearly, I, I, the only thing I do is when we go on radio and we know we're doing a stint, I just pray that there's no one on uh, on our schedule uh, that's got a really, really long name. I, I remember we called uh, Felix Orgele a scene in a semi-final a couple of years ago, and that's a lot to say in a ball-by-ball rally. So I think we went with yeah. Felix sometimes, we went with FAA. Went with uh, Ali Asim. You've got to mix it up a little bit. But, yeah, there's some tricky ones, uh, certainly out there, that I try and steer away from. But luckily, actually, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of um, a lot of players from uh, Thailand on the tour, but none of them have reached the top echelon. And no disrespect, it's quite fortunate for a commentator because uh, they are tricky to say. Yeah, you've got your work cut out for you, no doubt. But you do a great job, BP, keeping us up to date. And we can't wait for Dimonor. And the rest of the Aussies on display at the Aussie mm. Open today. Thanks, BP. Yeah, hopefully a good day. Yeah, it looks, uh, weather-wise, looks okay. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Cheers, mate. Thank you. SEN Summer Brecky here at Jaleesa. There's been plenty of texts coming in this morning. 0457 736 736 is the Edgewater Homes text line. Pick out a few favourites there, Jaleesa. Uh, Rooster Man, special shout out to the Surf Life competitions. I think he means competitors who rescued those caught in the rip at Maroubra, some lucky people, Rooster Man. I just looked this up. I had I missed this story on the weekend. There was a mass rescue at Sydney's Maroubra Beach after 20 to 30 swimmers were caught in a flash rip. 
Uh, and competitors at the beach swung into action to rescue them. That is quite a remarkable story. Thanks for yeah. um, telling us about it. Hi, Jaleesa. This is from Dennis. You don't go to soccer games to bolster their attendance. Soccer is not on many people's radar. Maybe people don't like the flares going off in their peers. I haven't seen a lot of flares lately. Maybe I haven't been watching a uh, lot enough. I feel like that calmed down a little bit when we had that terrible um, game in Melbourne and everyone got kind of pulled over the coals for it last year. Yeah, we've had a wim- very successful Women's World Cup in this country that didn't have that happen. So I think maybe wrongfully being still clouded by that mm. uh, and those events, hopefully it doesn't happen too often. Uh, one more here from the Brisbane Eel. Pull up your socks nomination for the NRL to do a better effort with refereeing appointments this year and no more token female ones. Belinda Sharp is a great official, so let's back her from round one. They need to look at the Socceroos game against India being officiated by a Japanese female referee. Interesting topic, uh, but it, it's very important to make sure that umpire appointments are right. Uh, we've seen in the NRL so often conjecture around that. Mm, just pers- best uh, uh, person for the job, I think, but yeah. uh, equal opportunity to get that job. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it shouldn't be regarded to gender. It should just be the best performed. Uh, Dan, time for sports bet with Nick Ashman. Make it look easy with sports bet. Chances are you're about to lose. Nick, uh, there is well, a well, lady well. with me this morning with a bone <laughs> to pick. Hello, Nick. Yeah. Hello, Jaleesa. I'm surprised you're allowing me back onto your program. Oh, uh, I well, then... forget by now, but. There was discussion, but uh, there was contractual obligations mm. that I was reminded of. Mm. <laughs> mm. What's going uh, on? Yeah, look, I'll tell you what's not going on, my tipping on horse racing, <laughs> that's for sure. So we'll just park that for a bit. But the good news is, is we had the Australian Open kick off yesterday, guys, and uh, we've got some good Aussies in action today. Tonight, the Demon, Alex Demonor, who's... Uh, in really, really good form. Most of the good judges out there saying he's in career best form. He's just uh, got into the top 10 for the first time. He takes on Milos Ranić, uh, the Canadian uh, player. He's got a big serve on him, but Demon's expected to get the better of him. A dollar ten versus Ranić at uh, $6.50. A little earlier in the day, just keep an eye out for this Aussie as well, Jordan Thompson. He plays uh, Alexander Vukic, and he's a dollar thirty-four. He did some really good things uh, in the week leading up to um, the Australian Open. I think he mm. played up in Brisbane from memory. I'm coming to visit the United Cup. I'm pretty sure it was Brisbane. Brisbane and I watched International. Him play up there, and it was Brisbane. He, he played good. Remember, he took a set, I think, off Djokovic, didn't he? Which now doesn't look as good as it once did because he seems to be dropping sets more frequently. But gee, I thought he played well, Jordan Thompson, uh, up there. And, he might be one to keep an eye on. He's playing at 2 o'clock this afternoon. So plenty of action on the tennis, guys. And just on the horses, uh, Jaleesa, I'm not going to give you a tip, but I will tell you something. A horse called Stormboy won the Magic Millions $2 million race for Gay Waterhouse on Saturday at the Gold Coast. And the ratings have just come through overnight. It's the highest-rated win in that race that they've ever had. And it's one of the highest-rated two-year-old performances that we've seen in Australia. So he's now the $4 favourite for the Golden Slipper, which is the world's richest two-year-old event in April. Nick, you're not going to give March. me a tip. <laughs> I, was... I might come back tomorrow, Stutley, but I'm a little gun shy at the moment, Jaleesa. <sighs> I was going to put a, yeah. I was going to put it on for a place too. I was going <laughs> to let you off Ooh. easy tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. 
I'll get you one for tomorrow. All How right. About that? I, I just need some time time in the corner here. Okay. All right. Think good. About what I've done. <laughs> okay. Very uh, good. Uh, Talk about NRL umpire uh, performances, and uh, yeah, you just need to be put back to reserve grade for one day. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then you're back. Yeah. Up for uh, you. What about back on the bench? For what me. about in uh, U.S. politics, Nick? What have you got for us there? The niche oh. markets. Well, the, the Iowa Republican presidential caucus is on today, guys. Now, this is where the Republicans give their first indication as to whether or not they want Donald Trump to represent them at the election later this year, and he's the dollar one favourite to get the job done there for the most popular vote. Uh, and Nikki Haley's next at $26. So we are expecting Iowa to get behind Donald Trump. But we'll see what happens there, guys. And got something else for you here. I know how much you like your films and your Triple J Hottest 100s. Have you guys been to the pictures lately? I feel like my grandmother saying that. Have you been to the pictures, Dale? <laughs> um, have you got any good films for us? Because I want you to tell me who you think is going to win the International Award for Best Film, which comes up on Saturday the 10th of February. Uh, well, I would go with the one that I last saw, and I actually watched it in Athens outside, was Barbie. Oh, okay. Big, well, as well. Yeah, yeah. Nothing to do with Margot Robbie either, was it? Um, uh, Barbie's $5. <laughs> Your favourite is Oppenheimer at $1.75. Oh. Uh, and then a, a movie called Poor Things at $4. So for your listeners today, I know we're a sports channel, but it's a rainy day in Sydney. If you're feeling like getting out and going to the movies today, tonight, and in the next few days, Oppenheimer is $1.75 to be the international film of the year, and Poor Things is your second favourite, Barbie third favourite. So these three films that you can knock off over the next few days while it's wet. Right, Nick, very good. You just have it all. Look, Jaleesa taking notes. Well, uh, it, it's it's a great morning without a tip, so you don't have anything to be accountable for tomorrow. Well, well done. I, was, I was just looking up poor things because I hadn't actually heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. There's a tip for you. So, Jaleesa, don't say I didn't come on here this morning without a tip. For you. Okay. It just doesn't have four legs, this one. All right, very good. Maybe that's a safer option. <laughs> <laughs> thanks Nick have a great day at Sportsbet hey, I'll mate. be back tomorrow oh, thanks Nick yeah, I look forward you to thanks it thanks very much okay, make it look easy with Sportsbet chances are you're about to lose for free and confidential support visit gamblinghelponline.org.au thanks Vanessa welcome back to Summer Breakfast here on SEN powered by Kubota for over 40 years we've been making tomorrow matter shaping and building Australia together if you're only just waking up here are the headlines that we've been discussing the Strikers, last night, Marnica Oval in Canberra, far too good for the Sydney Thumber, Thunder. They win by nine wickets on the back of Matt Short's masterclass yet again, 70-odd runs from 40-odd balls. We've spoken about Stephen O'Keefe's brilliant bowling performance in the Sydney Smash at the SCG on Friday night after Steve Smith was dismissed first ball. The Sydney Sixers got the job done. Tottenham have drawn two all with Manchester United this morning in the EPL. We've discussed plenty of the results from the opening day at the Australian Open. Plenty more going on there today, including Alex Dimonor, the demon on court tonight. We can't wait for that one. Questions are being asked over the fallout from Ronald Volkman 
and the signing with the Dragons after he trained with the side without having his contract registered with the NRL. So where to now for Volkman? That's what the question is. And the Sydney Kings have had a much-needed win over the New Zealand Breakers in the NBL. We'd love to hear from you, so pick up the phone and give us a call on 1300 01 1170 and the Edgewater Homes text line 0457 736 736. Just before we jump into a few of those texts, Jaleesa, we were talking NFL a mm. short time ago and the Kansas City Chiefs winning 26-7 over the Miami Dolphins where Taylor Swift was present. Now, a game that was supposed to be on this morning, the Bills and the Steelers, has been postponed uh, because of the weather conditions. We were talking off-air in the break. Uh, the Bills Mafia, the fans, uh, the Bills head office, let the fans into the stadium to help try and shovel the snow out. And there is some absolute lunatics running around with no shirt on, sliding down uh, snow plows to get this stuff out so they can actually play the game. Absolute chaos over there. There is a bit going on here. And, I mean, I th- would assume <laughs> maybe you had a few beers and you're doing this, but they're not serving any beers or anything. It's just an empty stadium. But Old Mate is just shirtless, sliding down a snowplow with snow all around him. Everyone else seems to be clothed. So I have to say maybe it is just this one man. But, yeah, quite extraordinary footage on their Instagram page. Yeah, and there's a a few more games going on today. CJ Stroud and the Texans got the job done over the Cleveland Browns yesterday. And then we'll have the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Green Bay Packers. That's from 8.30am this morning. The Rams taking on the Lions at midday. Uh, And then the Steelers, Bills, Eagles, Bucks tomorrow. So it's all happening on wildcard weekend in the NFL. On to the text line, Jaleesa. A few texts coming in this morning. Uh, make sure you get in and tell us. We were talking a little bit ago about the worst or the best halftime shows in Super Bowl history. So tell us what you think there. I'll kick us off this one. T and J, just on the cricket last night, every time I see old mate with his wide-brimmed hat sitting there in the dugout like a statue, it reminds me of Weekend at Bernie's and the way the Thunder have played this year, it seems fitting. Is that in reference to Trevor Bayliss, the coach? Yeah, is that, is that? Yeah, I was trying to work out there. Who are they? Who's he talking? OJ talking about there? Maybe they seem to be about a short. The Thunder, and they shouldn't yeah. be now that they've got David Warner there. Well, they went in with an if compared to the Sydney Smash at the SCG. They did pick an extra batter last night, but they, you know, in the context of how this season's going, they they. Bring Alex Ross back in, who's been brilliant for us here on SEN, uh, who missed out on the Sydney smash. He comes in and replaces Tom Cole-Cadmore, who's their overseas player. Like, that's someone that you need to be dominating and winning your games of cricket, uh, not being left out of your 11. So things haven't gone right so far for the Thunder, but still one more opportunity. Mm. Another text here. If Ronald Volkman played last season at Warriors and injured himself while there, then the NRL should cover his recovery under workers' compensation or this NRL player's hardship fund. Bad form of the Dragons not to do a medical before getting him to train. It all works a little bit differently with, um, like, workers' comp. There's not workers' comp as such. Uh, It's all different kind of insurance. So I'd say it's more... Maybe the RLPA are going to be able to help him there, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that it's the Warriors that. I mean, the Warriors released him 
I think it's, I think it's the dragon. Probably more on the dragons is my feeling. What's yours, Trent? Uh, what? A, well, well, my question is talking about the origin of the injury. If it was known to the Warriors and it, there was a clear moment in time when it happened, and he was a member of the Warriors' active playing roster at that point, um, whilst the treatment and I guess the significance of it may not have been known, I wonder is there an element of that that falls within the the Warriors' purview, but interesting times. And, you know, I feel for Ronald Volkman, you know, he hasn't done anything wrong other than be injured. And and in this situation, he's potentially, through a loophole in the system, been a little hung out to dry. Not, mm, yeah. not ideal. Yeah. Very true. If I was you, J.A., stay clear of Nick Ashman's tips. Jordan Thompson beat a bloke in the Brisbane <laughs> International quarterfinals that can play a little. Does Nick know who Nadal... Is. Yeah, he did beat uh, Nadal. What's wrong with his tip, though? That's Jordan Thompson. I mean, he, yeah, he did beat Nadal. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's fair. I think uh, maybe he's in reference to tips generally. Uh, and then, yeah, the fact that he didn't know <laughs> off the top of his head who Nadal was. I mean, we're all talking about sport all around the world. Uh, we forget names all the time, don't we, Julissa? Yeah, we do. I forget what happened yesterday. Yes. Uh, the Volkman issue sums up the Dragons. No clear values associated with anything they do. Very sad situation for a famous club. That's from the Kirribilli Panther. Oh, tough one. I mean, it, there's protocols here, and I'm sure the Dragons were, and you would probably know this far better than me, Jaleesa, but, um, yeah, I'm sure there's a process that you go through on an announcement, then who's doing what. You do your medical and your training. It's been reported that nothing was happening in that regard, but we don't really know. We haven't had that confirmed yet, am I right? Yeah, yeah, correct. Port Macquarie Pearl says, Ray the Volkman, shoulder the medical stuff was booked in, but Ron showed his keenness and asked to train anyway, which the Dragons agreed to non-contact, and the shoulder was worse than they thought. But I did hear that both clubs will share responsibility to look after the young bloke. I hope so, the Pearl. I, I agree with that last sentiment from um, the Pearl, I think. I imagine both clubs will probably be pretty good at finding some sort of resolution here. I don't think they're just, they're going to hang him out to dry and go, oh, well, you played your medical, so good luck. I think that um, yeah. there, there's not, I think there would be definitely some compassion shown from, from both clubs to some, yeah. find some sort of resolution. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Professional sport is cutthroat, but there are people at play here, and that goes for both clubs, the NRLPA, uh, as well as Ronald Volkman, I'm sure. As well, And he would have management looking after his contracts and things like that, so I'm sure that he's not going to be left alone in this instance. But hopefully he gets the help that he needs to get back on the field. Uh, this one has come in from Rooster Man. I went for a barbecue at a Green Bay Packers fan house in the US when they lost the Super Bowl. They threw all their furniture, including the TV, into the backyard, then set their furniture on fire. I opened a late pull-up-your-socks nomination right there. That's interesting. Can you imagine doing that when the Raiders lose a game? <laughs> no, I can't imagine doing that. <laughs> Maybe. Who's your uh, NRL team? Oh, the Roosters, isn't it? Roosters, yeah. Uh, well, would you do that when the Roosters? No. Yeah, no, typical Roosters. I love my sport. 
Oh, don't you dare. That was a setup. You're trying to walk me down. Walk me down the plank there. I'm not having it. Uh, so we need to go to a break. We are here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Brighton's Lawyers. Chris O'Connell serves out wide. Backhand from Gary and is in. Then the off forehand from Chris O'Connell. Up inside the baseline. Into the corner for a winner. And for a win in five sets Chris O'Connell has advanced into the second rounds in a stirring performance at a loud court number three. It's Jordan Cornelis there calling Chris O'Connell's match point against Christian Garin last night at the Australian Open. And SEN's coverage of the Aussie Open continues tonight from 7pm with Alex Dimonor in action. If you'd prefer to listen to the Big Bash, you can get the game between the Melbourne Stars and the Hobart Hurricanes live on the SEN app. Jaleesa, mm. when we're talking sport and we're going around the grounds in terms of cricket, last night the Thunder, they were beaten here in Manuka, uh, where I sit currently. Uh, I'm sitting in Canberra looking out the window. There's not much going on. It's, uh, it's quiet time. It's 20 to 8. Um, last night, quiet time for the Thunder as well. Yeah. D- disastrous, really. Uh, and it caps off... Not a great season. There's one game to go. Uh, but the strikers, I just want to talk about the top four, mm. Jaleesa. Locked in now. So we've got the Brisbane Heat out in front first, locked in. Then we've got the Scorchers and the Sixers who play each other in Perth in the final regular season match. Mm. And then we have the Adelaide Strikers in at fourth. Now, interesting, unique scenario that the Brisbane Heat will play on the Gold Coast so they will actually play that first final at a venue they haven't played at yet. Mm. Uh, what do you make of the, the tournament and just who you think might win from here? Well, I always feel like this was obviously a shortened season, which I'm keen to get your thoughts on in a minute because I know, I know that everyone said, oh, the Big Bash needs to be shortened, it needs to be shortened. I don't understand why that sentiment was out there. I think maybe from a player's perspective it was so that they don't have to commit to uh, the long contract and maybe miss out on other T20 competitions so uh, you can maybe get your players for a little bit longer because we know some of the international players, they dip in and dip out. I didn't understand everyone saying, oh, the the season needs to be shortened. Just watch less games if you don't want to watch them all. Like, I don't. I couldn't ever understand that sentiment. I never feel like the competition needs to be shortened because I get to this point in the summer and I'm feeling sad that it's all coming to an end. In terms of looking at the table, the Brisbane Heat are really interesting because there are so many games there that they nearly lost and they rescued, mm. uh, or, or they had an individual in there that rescued and it. It's funny, it was always sort of an individual that rescued it, but a different individual. So I guess collectively it has been a team effort of a season. Um, So if they can maybe keep that going, I still, maybe it's this Sydney bias coming through. I like the Sixers. Yeah, well, thinking about the Scorchers, they've lost Ashton Turner to a knee injury. And they've yes. now lost Jai Richardson to a side strain out the remainder of the BBL. So uh, they are a team that is deep. They've got, uh, I mean, you look at their bowling lineup after Richardson goes out, they've got AJ Tyre, Berendorf, 
Ashton Agar, Aaron Hardy, you name it. They've, they've got plenty of talent still at their disposal. But can they get it done again? Back to back to back would be just ridiculous in this day and age uh, in the Big Bash. We've got lots of texts coming in on 0457 736 736 on the Edgewater Homes text line. I'll kick us off with uh, two of these, Jaleesa. Uh, Volkman's manager should have been more proactive from Pedro. Uh, mm. TC just needs to say six again to JA to set her off, the Brisbane Eel. Go away, I, Brisbane Eel. You're banned. You're banned for the rest of the show. <laughs> Don't even think about it. <laughs> I, I must say, I, I was thinking to myself during that moment when you were walking me down the plank as a Roosters fan, it, it came into my psyche to say that. Uh, but see, I'm a, I'm a decent guy. I wouldn't say good guy, decent guy. <laughs> so you you had it out. you had it in you, but you weren't. You could that tells me you're weak. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. wow. Uh, a t- I'm going to move on. Uh, there's a text here from Waza from Maitland, who's clearly a fan of yours. In this, is this a temporary gig for Jaleesa, or is she with Sen permanently now? This Sheila is bloody awesome. Uh, firstly. Agreed. You're doing a great job. Secondly, was there any danger of some love coming my way? <laughs> text after text, uh, Jaleesa. Thank you, was there uh, temporary gig? I don't think I'll be taking over from Bossy and Brandy anytime soon. It might not shock you. <laughs> but thanks, was there. Thanks for texting in. Uh, there's lots more on there, Jaleesa. Any that stick out to you? Yes. Uh, morning team. My pull up your socks goes to all those who still think that football fans are just hooligans. As a long time Sydney FC Cove member, I firsthand see more and more young supporters joining our area and sing along. I encourage these people to come to a game and spend it in the active area and see that we create an atmosphere and not trouble. I think, Craig, you have a excellent point. Having been to a few Sydney FC fans games, the Cove has always got like a good vibe about it, good atmosphere, everyone's singing, getting into it. I, you know, these, this kind of sentiment where it's like the flares, the flares, the flares. I don't even remember seeing any flares this season. So I think that's probably maybe just a leftover stereotype. Yeah, I think you're right, Jaleesa. Plenty more coming up after the break.